Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and through us, and in the midst of us, as I always say, regardless of everything going on around us. Because it is true, there is a lot of stuff going on around us today. Lots and lots of stuff worldwide. Not just here in America, but everywhere. People may got a shit they're dealing with. What kind of madness, what kind of craziness, what kind of crazy people? Just madness. No, that's not the topic. <laughs> well, this evening, I want to talk to you about something that uh, everybody has to deal with. Whether we deal with it the right way or whether we deal with the wrong way, we all deal with it. And that's season. Bow your head for a moment and let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of everybody here that's with me here and those that are watching this broadcast by television or on a daily gospel network or wherever, a podcast, a YouTube, Twitter, or however you may be receiving this message today on this Sunday, February 6, 2022. I pray that God touch every liberal soul and he break every yoke in your life and meet the needs in your life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Today, I want to talk to you about season. Everything has a season. Whether, whether we want to accept that part or not, everything does actually has a season. Everything has a season. Everything, everything we deal with in life has a season. <clears throat> everything, 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 everything has a season. Why it takes place. It's true. So let's go to the book of Ecclesiastic today and let's talk about season and why we have them. Look at that verse, Ecclesiastic chapter 3, verse 1. And listen to what it says. To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. I'll read it again. To everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Did you hear what that scripture just said? You know, people often say, oh, that just happened. No. Oh, it didn't just happen. The scripture said, let's read it again. To everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Why did he kill that person? He had his own purpose. He had a purpose in the devil. I'm the devil putting it in their heart to do that. You gotta, you gotta really look at things as they are and not put a bag over your head and make like they things are not this way. You have to really look at things the way they really are. You got you gotta you gotta uh, uh, um, you gotta look at things the way they really are. That's a little better. Thank you. Uh, okay, then leave it like that. I'm trying to get the lighting. Uh, Sometimes the lighting goes, but anyway, you got to look at things the way they are. Uh, things sometimes are more, how I would say, deceptive of your sight. But there's a, there's a, there's a season for everything in your life. 
Everything in our lives have a season. We have a season, but when we're growing up, we have that childhood season. We have that infant stage season. We have that uh, preteen season. Then we have the teenager season. And then we have the young man and young woman season. Then we have the grown adult season. Everything has a season. There's nothing that don't have a season. Don't be deceived. We don't have season. Everything in this life that we live has a season, and we all need to understand that there are seasons in your life that you will deal with. Whether you want to deal with those seasons or not, they're part of your life. Look at that verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says, For everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. There is a season. What's going on in your life? Well, we may not all like the way the season rolls. We may not all like it. But you're going to have that season. And in that season, you're going to deal with different things. And everything in that season, you're not going to want to really maintain that season. You want to change some of these things. Guess what? Change is a part of season. It's a season of change. You see, seasons take place for reason. Out here uh, uh, in this part of America, we have fall, we have uh, uh, winter, uh, we have spring, and we have summer. That's not the case all over the country. Some places deal with winter longer. And nighttime longer than on this side. Sometimes in certain parts of the country, 10 o'clock in the morning is pitch black. Everywhere is not the same. That's the thing about seasons. Everywhere, everybody, that's the difference about seasons. Everybody has their own seasons. Everybody has my own season. We, I have my, my own season. You have your own season. The city has its season. Everybody gets that season. When a person run a political job, they have that season for that time that they win that office, and then they got to run again and hope they get another season. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 104. Let's go to Psalms 104 and verse 27. Psalms 104 and verse 27. And look at what this verse says. Listen to this. These wait all upon thee that thou mayest give them meat in their due season. I'll read it again. These all wait upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in their due season. You hear that? I'll read it one more time. These wait all upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in their season. Mm. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord and he'll do what? He'll strengthen your heart. The Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. I always say the scripture, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct our path. We need the Lord to direct our path in our season. 
See, we want a season of success. We want, oh, no, 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 excuse me. We want all success, not a season. We want a success in everything we do. We don't ever want to make a mistake. We don't want to ever be corrected about nothing. We want everything to be accessed the way we have it set. That's us. That's how we think. We all want to be a success at what we do and what we say. We want to be a success. But then the scripture is showing us we got to wait upon God for God to give us our meat in our season. Allow us to receive the full benefit of the plate. You see, everybody gets a plate of food. Or maybe on a paper plate or in some country they eat out of little things. But what I'm trying to get you to see out of this verse is you want your place to be full with yummy meat, yummy food. Whether it's there, ox, lamb, or uh, 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 turkey, or uh, uh, cow, or whatever, you want your place to be full. You don't want scripture scribes. You want God to fill your place. In other words, for your plate to be full, you need God the direction for your success in hunting and shopping for that food. Because you know how much money you got in your hand. Or when you're going hunting, you know how many arrows or bullets you got when you're going hunting those animals. And you want to catch one. You don't want to spend all day half or uh, two weeks, three weeks hunting and come back empty. You want to stop. My friend, Used to go hunting. He lives out in Missouri to go hunting and bring back big. Uh, he would bring back uh, all kind of animals. You know, I didn't get out there. They eat some big juicy foods. You know, be little chicken like us. Some of us, we just buy chicken, a little portion. No, they get big thing. Then I had a, 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 a brother, I had a friend. Don't remember the brother's name. This guy will bring back a whole leg of Vincent. Yeah, he would bring a half a deer, and I'd be like, "What you gonna do with that?" You know what Thomas say? I'm gonna cut it up and cook him in here. <laughs> I'm gonna cut him up. That's what he. And he'll sit there slicing. That's right. But you wanna, uh, you wanna get your plate full. You don't want an empty plate. No, you don't. You don't want an empty plate. You want a full plate. Now, sometimes my wife makes me sandwiches. Oh, she makes, she's real good at making sandwiches. She makes some good breakfast sandwiches. Yummy, yummy. Oh, I, I cook, I cook. But my wife makes some superior uh, eggs and bacon sandwiches. The other day she made one of them, one of those hero ones. She never made that one before. A nice hero one. I was gobbling up. But what I like about what my wife does, when she makes like a, 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 a sandwich or something, the plate is full. And she'll, she'll cut up. I got her to start cutting up my sandwiches. And she'll cut it up in four with two sandwiches. And the whole plate in full. So I can sit there much. <laughs> she told me I'm a big kid, baby. Good. <laughs> I be munching. But the whole thing is the plate is full. 
But in order for that plate to be full, listen to what had to take place. I had to go out there and buy the bread. I had to go out there and buy the meat. I had to go do that. I got to do this stuff. Now, there wouldn't have been nothing on the plate. I'd be like, oh, that's what I do sometimes. That's what I do sometimes. So I came up with, oh, of course I can make breakfast myself, but I like how to do it. Oh, I'm exposing my crumbs. <laughs> okay, but the plate won't be full unless there's provisions for it. My season to have that plate full took me to do something before that season came to pass. I'm a plate of food for I had to go out there and till my land, meaning I had to go out there, get in my car, and drive to the supermarkets to get what I needed. If I didn't get my lady behind up to do that, there would have been none. I would have, she would have, she would have just gave me that good plate and said, here, here's your breakfast. This is what you wanted, right? And I'll say there's nothing on your plate. Well, you didn't bring nothing to the table, honey. No, she don't call me honey. And she'll just look at me. I look like a dummy sitting there with an empty plate of food, and I got my little thing, and I'm all excited. I'm going to have it. There ain't nothing there. Everybody have a season, but there's a preparation for this season. There's a preparation. Everybody wants a season of success, good health, and all this other stuff. Passing school, you get that, that graduation time come. You're all excited. You're going to graduate, but beloved, if you didn't do the work before, the season of graduation, you're not graduating. If you didn't do the text, you didn't do the studies, you wasn't in on time and what you're doing. You're not graduating. You're living in la la land. Everything has a season Amen. and a time to take place. Death too. Death too. Everybody going to die. But some of us going to die unto glory and live forever. And some of us are gonna die under destruction and die and be turned into the lake of fire. I know everybody running around saying, you're going to hell. Well, that's partial truth. The whole truth is after you go to hell, then the Bible says you get kicked into the lake of fire with the devil and his angel. And he's gonna kick you behind for sure every single day forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. it's gonna be beating you up ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm serious. I'm not making it up. Look at the book of Revelation 21 and 8. I'm serious. Right there. Right there. Right there. It's right there. King James Version. I tell you. I tell you. But everything has a season. And this is my season. But my season for what? The topic of the message tonight is my season. But what is the season? My season for? You see, you have season and season. Each season has something going on. Oh, uh, y'all hear me? There's four seasons here in this part of the United States. But it's during each season, something takes place. During the season of fall, it's chilly. During the season of winter, we freeze it. During the summer or spring, we got to put our little light jackets getting warmer. During the season, we're ripping our clothes off. I mean, oh, excuse me. We don't want to rip our clothes off. Some people do. They strip down to bikinis and stuff, and they just run around, showing their behind. Season. They think it's that season, show their behind. They run, run all over the place. Put some clothes on, please. I seen a sign that somebody said in the video. It was saying, uh, please put clothes on. Don't walk by this house naked. <laughs> hey. But this each season, 
that has has her different stuff going on. But each season had prepared for its season. I'm not making it up. At fall, listen to this. Winter's being prepared for at fall because all the leaves and everything is falling off the tree. During spring, summer's getting ready. Because all the trees start falling slowly. It's just, it's just it's amazing. Cease. That's why you got to be careful. Now, winter doesn't hang out with fall. And fall don't hang out with winter. And spring don't hang out with summer. They all have their season. All of them have all four of their own season. But there's a preparation going on. And now our life is to reflect that preparation. From birth to death, we were talking about legacies. My pastor left a great legacy. Not just say people leave legacy. Sometimes people die and leave legacies that people can remember the great works they did. Nobody spend their time thinking about a comment on the dirt you did. The only people running around with pictures of Hitler are racists and lunatics. Anyone run around talking about Hitler, Hitler, hi, Hitler, all that crazy stuff? We might as well just tell the truth. We might get around a bunch. But people like to be remembered for the great things they've done. How they help people or whatever. They, they want to be remembered. So they focus on their season. They don't focus on trying to impress people. They're focusing on trying to do what they're supposed to do during the life of their seasons. That's what they do. And that's what we need to do. We need to focus on our seasons that we have. And we can accomplish what we're supposed to do in our lives, and that'll be a blessing to others later. If we don't focus on, uh, we don't focus on our season. You know what messed most people up? They spend all their time worrying about Joe, Harry, Billy, and they can't get nothing done. That's saying that they talk about uh, uh, the person saying they were leaving, told the pastor they were leaving the church, the pastor asked why, because they said this body was doing that, that body was doing this, this body, and the pastor told them to walk around the building. I told the story before, to walk around the building with a cup of water in his hand when he walked around a cup with a cup of water in their hand, and they got back to the pastor. And the pastor said, what happened with the water? What happened when you walked around? They said, I couldn't do nothing but look at the cup because the cup, well, I didn't want the water to spill. They didn't have time to be worrying about everybody else. Looking at everybody else, because they, they would have spent the whole cup out spilling all over the church because they're looking at what other people are doing and not focused on their season at that moment. You got to move in the seasons that God has given you. Until you start moving in the season that God given you, you're going to make a mess. Always, always, it's guaranteed. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm chapter 16. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, not Psalm, I'm sorry. I meant to say Daniel. <laughs> I know, how do you get Daniel out of Samuel, right? I mean, as Psalm. Okay, go to uh, uh, Daniel.
Daniel chapter 2. Daniel, where are you? I'm searching for Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, where are you today? I'm searching for Daniel. Oh my gosh, I'm searching for Daniel. Where you at, man? Oh, there you go. Okay, go to, <laughs> go to Daniel chapter 2. <clears throat> Come on, I know you don't know, want searching for something like, where you at, where you at? Okay, Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. Look at that verse. Daniel chapter 1, verse 21, and it says, he, chapter 2, Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. And it reads as such. And he changeth the times and the season. He removeth kings and set up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that no understanding. I'll read it again. He changes the times and the season and removeth, he removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge unto them that no understanding. Did you hear what the Lord does? The Lord allow a king to rise up the power or a leader to rise up the power and he'll bring him right on down and put somebody in. I want to tell you this. It's on the political side, but I, I just want to uh, uh, bring something out. It's not a political issue. Uh, it's not political. Uh, how about it? Work? But uh, not a, uh, my, my message is not political. Yeah, there you go. When it comes down to the presidency, I want you to listen to this. I'm talking about America. Matter of fact, any country. When men run for president, governors, mayor, whatever, God has the power to allow somebody to win. I want you to hear this about seasons. If it is not the season for that man to be in office, he will not win. President Biden is a glorious example of this. This man has tried to run for president many times, but it wasn't his time. It wasn't his season to be president. I, it's, it's just the truth. It's about season. This happened to many men, and uh, they get upset because they didn't win, but it wasn't their season. Now, we, we, we look at it. everybody was upset. Everybody, uh, you know, it was a big issue with uh, everybody. There ain't no secret with Trump saying, I won, I won. Everybody know he didn't win. But he wanted a seat and it didn't belong to him. That's how that worked. That he could do anything for them anymore. You can't outrun God. You can't overdo God. That's what I'm trying to tell you about season. You just do what you're supposed to do in the season that God gave you. That's what messed us up. Life isn't guaranteed, you know, a person run for president and become president. God didn't guarantee them two seasons, two, two terms. You know, there's no guarantee for one term. You thank God you made us do the first term. But the same thing with our lives, that we walk with God, we're giving seasons of our life. 
You can't spend the seasons that God give you worrying about everybody else, minding everybody else's business. They have what we call church busybodies. They're in everybody else's business, but they're wrong. Do you know some businesses, actual businesses, go out of business trying to keep up with another business when they're going to just focus on doing what they need to do to keep their business open, but they're going to keep spending money advertising, trying to out-advertise the next guy and go broke and close. Another guy's still there. It's the same thing with our spiritual walk. You can spend all your time minding other people's spiritual life when you need to mind your own. You worry about what they're doing. She run around with this body. A bishop is stealing the money. The priest is stealing the money. The apostle is stealing the money. He's a homosexual. She's a lesbian. Oh, you mind everybody's business. But you're wrong. You're supposed to mind your business. Amen. You're supposed to study to be quiet, as the scripture says, in your season. Why? Because in your season, you're pushing for success, not failure. But I guarantee you every season that you deal with, you're going to have failure because you're not attending 100% to your stuff. Amen. Do you know the story of the Bible where the truth of Israel came out and one of the people stole stuff in the season of their victory, of Israel's victory, and caused Israel to have famine, uh, pay, plagues, and all kinds of stuff happening to them because of that one person. And they took a, they took a tally. Now, all the families of Israel, they said, let's search through everybody's stuff. Let's find out what's going on here. Why is this happening? God just brought us out now. He's punishing them. And they found the man. The man said, well, I felt I was going to bring this over. And, so, and they said, well, whoa, 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 you brought what? Well, I thought it was going to be okay if I just brought that over. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't we given a commandment to destroy everything? Oh, yeah, but I wanted this, you know. And then now, then he went on and had silver stash. Well, that man caused his entire family to be slaughtered. They had to get, a, get rid of that cursed thing. That man was a curse. And everybody with him was a curse. It's just the same thing when people go mess with the mafia, borrow money, money from the mob, and think it's going to be okay when you don't pay them back. They're going to kill you and your whole family. That's the only way they're going to stop. They're going to get rid of you and your whole family. Even if they don't get the money back, they're going to get rid of you and your whole family. Your family ain't got nothing to do with it. In your season, in the season that God gives you, you have to be the one. To make the right decision. You have to be the one to do what's right. I want to pray for those that's watching the broadcast. Now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch every liberal soul. I ask you to do something special for them tonight. I ask you to give those that don't have job jobs right now. Oh, God, touch every liberal soul and break every yoke in their lives in Jesus' name. I want to tell you about a book I have. Now, this isn't my book, but I know this person personally. And the name of the book is Care for self. You can purchase it on uh, uh, Amazon. It's a writer's journal book, and it's really good. Uh, I just got it. Uh, matter of fact, I got it this morning. So it's called Care for Self. So you can go on Amazon and look for it. If you're, uh, you're in America or whatever, you can order this book, Care for Self. It's a real great help. For It's called 
Prepare for self on all-in-one writer's journey. It's a really, really nice book. Okay. Now, listen, I just want to let you know I was excited about getting a book this morning because I personally know the writer. It's not me. Um, uh, there's no proceeds coming to me anything like that. For it. I just want to let you know it's an exciting book. They have two books. I have both of them. Next time I'll tell you about the other one. Um, but there's no proceeds. I don't get nothing out of it. I'm just letting you know about the book. Okay, let's move on. You got to understand that you have to take care of your season that God gives you. That's like I just mentioned that book. She took care of her season and got her book written. The second book written. I'm sure it was an accomplishment. But before this book was completed, she had to put it together. Amen. Now she had to season that the book is out there to be purchased. Amen. And it can help other people. But before that, the book wasn't done. But now it's a season of selling the book. And that's the same thing with our lives. Our lives have to have a season that we prepare. Amen. We do preparation. We make sure everything is right in that season. And then as we move forward, we can see the benefit of the season that we already live. We're in another season. Each year we grow another year older. Not every country uh, follow birthdays, but us that do, we know we got a year older. God brought us another year. We're excited about the seasons that the Lord God Almighty allowed us to see. Now, that doesn't mean that every season went the way we want because we have to learn how to act on the time and season. There's a scripture in the Bible that talked about these men knew how what to do during that season and time of life that they lived in. You got to know what to do in this time of life that we live. You got to know how to respond to things. You can't let everything turn you upside down. You got to know how to let brush some stuff off of your shoulder just like that. You can't always let stuff uh, beat you down. I was talking to uh, a younger individual, and they they were in a situation, and they were mad with the person. And I told him, I said, you you need to deal with that as a grain of salt. Forget about it. Don't don't let it get you. Let's move on. Let's go to, um. But let's wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the verse one more time. And he changes the times and the season, removing kings instead of kings. And giving wisdom unto the wise and knowledge unto those that have under no understanding. Listen to that part. He gives wisdom to the wise because he can't give no wisdom to a fool because a fool ain't going to accept it. A fool is not going to hearken to wisdom. I don't care how you, you know what I told somebody? One of the brothers that I deal with on Facebook, he posts stuff. And I said, uh, he was talking about uh, fools. So I said, I'll tell you this. A fool will be excited when you tell him or her something foolish. They'll think you're smart. <laughs> if you tell a fool something stupid and foolish, that very person will make you marvel. And say, "Whoa, well, you're real smart. You just told you know you told him something stupid. You know you you know without a shadow of doubt in your mind what you said to them was stupid." So I told him, I said, "You know, fools, 
will really be excited when a foolish person tells them something. They're going to be, you know, they'll be excited because they're going to think you're really smart. But if you tell them something, why? They think you're crazy. Why? Because they're foolish. <laughs> they're, they're still in a season of foolishness. They haven't came out of it yet. They haven't been enlightened. Understanding is only going to go to people that have, oh no, God is only going to give knowledge. Listen to this. People often wonder why people are so, don't, so dumb. People say, how can they be so dumb? Because <laughs> they don't have understanding. I'm telling you. The Bible says something very interesting and we miss it. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Most of them are stupid. They won't listen. That's the truth. All right, don't believe me? Observe some so-called church folks, people that's claiming to know God. Observe the stuff they do. You say, you really doing that? That's really dumb. I mean, you're looking at the season that people live in. How they live that season. Some people get their lives cut off short. And they never live out their whole season because the foolishness they do. They don't listen to no instruction. They don't hear nothing God said. I don't care if you preach it from the Bible 24-7 for 365 days straight. If they don't have understanding, you're wasting your breath. I know of an indiv individual like that. I had to turn them over to God because it was becoming frustrating there with them. I said, I can't do this no more. God, you can have that. <laughs> I don't know what he can have them. It's up to you. I can't do nothing for them because talking to them is a waste of breath. It got to the point every time I seen them, it was a disaster in the making. I'm like, how could this be possible? I go away from you for why every time you're in a deeper mess. And it'd be over dumb stuff. Dumb. I laughed. Like, I, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, he got in a one car accident. I just marveled. I wanted to grab him by his neck. After I looked at him, he told me he got in an accident. And then I, when he showed me the picture of the accident, I said, how can you possibly get into that type of accident? How could you do this? You know what he told me? I fell asleep. You knew you were sleeping before you got in the car. Why did you do this? We I understand it because we won't allow God to open our understanding, our intellect. We're gonna we're gonna continue to be rebellious and do what we want to do, and we're gonna keep getting these dumb. Oh my goodness, we're gonna keep getting these dumb results in every season. Just you just go from dumber to dumber. They had a movie called that, called Dumber and Dumber. <laughs> it was about two individuals, one was dumber, one was dumber. <laughs> And that's how some people live season to season. But yo, everybody stick their chest out when it's my season to be a success. But let me ask you something with my season to be a success. Did you do what was required for you to become a success in that? Oh, a lot of young guys, I remember when I when I first got saved, 
And um, everybody was doing stuff. They wanted to run and get involved in ministry. One brother said, I'll do whatever I got to get up on that, that pulpit. One said, I'll shout my way up there. Me, yeah, I guess hit play. I was shocked that they said that. I wasn't interested in that. Neither made preparation to be allowed to do an initial sermon. None did it. None of those guys did it. They didn't do it. They just wanted to get up there. <clears throat> so every because I went to a big church for a thousand people. So they wanted to get up on the big pulpit so they could be seen, dressed nice and preaching. But well, who knows what? Because they ain't made no preparation. That's that wasn't gonna happen. It never happened. One died. I don't know what another uh, one. Whatever. Our life is the greatest preparation to be a gospel preacher. The life you live. Not so much. Not so much how much you know about the Bible. <clears throat> Not so much because you can know the Bible backward, forward, sideways, crossward, and around. And know how to quote where every scripture in the Bible is. And still not be called of God. It's just the truth. The Bible said many are called, the few are chosen. Does he choose people to accomplish something, not waste time? In my season, put yourself there, my season. This is your season, so put yourself in my season. What are you doing in this season? This is another one of your seasons. This is 2022. What are you going to do? The scripture tells us <coughs> that God sets up king, bring king down, give people knowledge, give people wisdom. But what are you doing? With what you have. I think I told some of y'all the story about me years ago, about 20 years uh, uh, about 20 years ago, I was sitting in a chair one day. Um, I was at somebody's house. I don't know if it was like my wife's house. No, 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 we've been married. No. So I was at somebody's house. This probably was longer than 20 years. Yeah, I was longer than 20 years. And I'm sitting in a chair. <clears throat> this is silly, but it happened. I'm sitting in a chair saying, oh, Lord, give me, I need wisdom. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm so silly praying. Oh, Lord, God, I need, oh, Lord, oh, Father, in Jesus' name, I need wisdom. The Lord spoke to me in an audible voice and told me, why don't you use what I already gave you? Oh, would you believe what my reply was? I got wisdom. I've been asking this same corny, broken prayer for about 15 years. I'm, I'm serious. I was asking this all the time, nonstop. Now, the Bible told us not to do this, but uh, at that time, I, I really didn't know what the pain of scripture no man. I was constantly asking, oh, God, I need wisdom. Oh, God. I, I mean, even an angel will say, can't you tell me to shut up for a change? <laughs> Just this one time, tell me to shut up. And I'm asking God for wisdom. My season for wisdom is already there, but I ain't honest. And that's how a lot of people are like that. Their season for moving forward in their life, in their spiritual lives, is there, but they're so busy asking God to bless them, help them, 
heal them, they can't receive none of it. They can't receive the healing. They can't receive the blessing. They can't receive the deliverance because they're so busy asking them and thinking. And so when the Lord told me that you're the wisdom that I had, I after that, I had to get my brain together. I said, wow, I got wisdom. I ain't been using it. Wow. Now, how do I use it? <laughs> I figured out how to use wisdom. But I noticed, I normally tell people to use wisdom, and I got to keep catching myself sometimes because people don't know what wisdom is. But God give every man wisdom that acts. He already gave you a measure of faith. So you ain't got to worry about that. You got to measure faith, you just got to grow. Wisdom isn't grown, it's given. Wisdom isn't grown like faith, grow as you take steps. <clears throat> wisdom it comes from God. True wisdom comes from God. And studying and reading and understanding. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 16 and 7. <clears throat> Or oh, hear a song. What a mighty God we serve. 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 Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, I like that. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. I just heard it just went through right through me. <laughs> Don't ask me. It just happened. <laughs> okay. Psalm. It wasn't planned. It just happened. Psalm 16. <clears throat> Verse 7. He is a mighty God that we serve. Hallelujah. Now, verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel, and my reigns also instruct me in the night season. Listen to I'll read it again. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me. Notice he, notice he says in the night season. Seasons. We all get seasons. <clears throat> all of us. I don't care what country you're in. <clears throat> you get seasons. If you're in Siberia, if you're in Russia, uh, uh, Ukraine, wherever. Everybody gets seasons in their life. And as you get seasons in your life, you have to make the best of it. Because think about this. Sitting around complaining about the state of the situation you're in, that's not change anything. People think everything in America is peaches and creams. Well, uh, they got everything all, oh, everything is all great for all Americans. That's not true. Black Americans have suffered under the hands of Caucasian people for ages. That's just one thing. That's just one thing. And then not being able to find jobs, take care of their children, that's a whole lot of stuff. Because you belong to a free country don't mean everything is going to be peaches and cream. 
You may be under a dictatorship in the country you're in, but God can still make ways out of no ways for you. He's done it for us. He could do it for you. I don't just say God bless America. I say God bless every country because he needs God blessing. So these leaders do the right thing. You got to pray for your leaders in your season. The Bible tells us pray for those in authority. Pray for your leaders. That they make the right decision. Because they are decisions affect everybody in that country. People got this wrong. I'm not praying for him. <clears throat> He's not part of my political party. I'm not praying for him. You better pray for the leader. Look at what the scriptures say. Let me read it again. I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night season. God instructs us in the night season. There's a scripture that says in a dream, in a vision on a night, <clears throat> when deep sleep fall up upon men, God opens our ears and seals our instructions. That's right. It's in the Bible. Why? Because we have seasons. The instructions are not for today. Even in the book of Daniel, God told him it's not yet. The 70 weeks is not yet. It's going to come, but not yet. Got to understand their seasons. Oh, let's look at the Lord God Almighty. It took him six days to create the heaven and the earth. And then he said it was good, and he rested on the seventh. People need to understand that this world was not created in one day the way it is. I'm not talking about man making a mess. You got to go out to the forest or somewhere where the man hasn't touched yet, and then you'll see some more of the beauty of God. Because when man make, get man touched up, he makes a gigantic mess. And then blame somebody else for it. <laughs> That's how man is. We, we we have this thing about us. We like to destroy stuff and blame somebody else. So the scripture tells us in verse 7, I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. Counsel, you hear that? You're going to bless the Lord because who gave you counsel? God gave you counsel. The Lord God gave you counsel. And that's who you really need to go to counsel. People go to psychiatrists. Check this out. Whether a Christian counsel, a, a, a psychiatrist or not, now, some of them psychiatrists got to go to another psychiatrist after they talk to you. Open a bottle or start drinking. Because they hear so much crazy stuff, they be going nuts. <laughs> Get counsel from the living God. He's a great counselor. He's a great counselor. You can call on God and ask him to give you counsel when he will. Okay, let's go. Let's move on. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. <clears throat> We're talking about my season. Put your name there. This is Bernard's season. Put your name there. Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 says, Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. I'll say it again. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Ah, I saw it from the back of the verse. It says with all long suffering and doctrine, don't it? That what it says? Amen. Well, preachers don't they don't want to suffer dirt. 
They don't want to go through nothing. They just want to look glamorous and good. They don't want to go through no trials. They don't want to go through no tribulation. They don't want to go through nothing. They're about Jesus. I guess so. I guess they must be up there. They don't want no suffering. Don't mention no suffering. I don't go through no suffering. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. All those that will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's the scripture. Whether we like it or not. Now let's go to the front of the scripture. Listen what it says, beloved. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. <coughs> there is no particular season to preach the gospel. People get mad, upset when I'm at a funeral. They ask me to do a funeral. I'll preach and tell them that you must be born again or you'll go to hell. Or you'll be turned into the lake of fire. I tell them you must be born again. How you live is how you die. They don't want to hear that. They want me to tell them. And he lived so. He made him to heaven and God. The angels took him and put him in their arms and carried him to glory. If the man lived like a devil, there is no way in this planet, heaven or nowhere else, that the angels of God came and got him and took him home. I'm going to tell the truth. I've had people walk out of funerals when I said that. If they didn't live right, why pretend? Why make like they, you know, they somebody said, well, you know, you don't want to upset the family. The family need to be upset. No, if they live the way he lived, they're going to be lost too. You got to tell them the truth. Let me tell you something about, about telling the truth. Telling the truth is not a feeling. It's true. Okay, when you go to the bank and you go to cash a check and the bank teller tells you, I'm sorry, I can't cash that check. He said, why? Because you don't have a bank account with this bank. What? But this check is made for me from this bank. But you don't have an account with this bank. I can't cash the check. She just told you the truth. Now you're all bent out of shape and upset. Or you go to your bank and you wrote a check to yourself <clears throat> And you give it to the teller. And the teller gives it back to you say, I can't cash that check. Why? Sir, you don't have no money in the account. What do you mean I don't have no money in the account? Now, you know you spent all the money. You want them to give you give your money off a bad check? Come on. <laughs> Look at this verse. <clears throat> preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. There's no season to preach the gospel. Whether you had a funeral or somebody asked me to do a wedding or they asked me to do a dedication for a child, I tell them. They don't like it, but I tell them, in order for God to receive your children, a dedication, you need to get your life in line so God can use you to guide them. Don't expect nobody else to guide your children. They don't want to hear that. So what I do, I get all the parents to come up with the children and I pray for them and the children. <laughs> of course, they wasn't expecting that. But I'm going to do truth. I ain't going to beat around the bush because everybody has a soul. I want to say this about my season. 
In my season, I am responsible to tell everybody the truth and let them know about Jesus Christ and his saving grace if I can. And amongst people, I'm going to say something. Everybody know I am. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I don't pretend. I don't play games. I'm just straightforward. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just a guy right out of the book. You might as well just say that because I don't add nothing to it. And I'm not I'm not popular because of it. I don't have a whole lot of charisma. Make every people I can joke around and cut up. Uh, but you know, I just tell the truth. I'm not trying to gain thousands of people to follow the ministry. I want thousands of people to be saved. Forget about following the ministry. Watch it and let, learn to walk with God for yourself. Oh, when you could say my season, I'm walking my season with God. I'm serving God until the day I die. I'm walking with God in my season. I'm cleaning up my act. I'm walking with God one day at a time. That's what the scripture is really about. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Reprove, rebuke. Rebuke people, reprove them to make sure they get in line with the word of God. No, no religious organization. I, I'll tell you this. The scripture said rebuke, reprove, exalt. The Lord has blessed me to deal with people from all over. Listen to this. From all over, different denominations, Catholics, Protestants, Muslims, you name it. But that's God's doing. I just tell the truth. God just send them, and I just tell the truth. I'm not trying to gain church membership, even if I was in the building right now. Why still? I'm not, I've been this way all the way, all the time. I'm not trying to gain church membership. I'm trying to gain people into the kingdom of God. Being religious, I, 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 don't face me. I, it started back when I was a kid. Religion turned me off. I wanted to know God was real in the first place. I'm not big on religious ceremonies and all that. I'm honest, I'm not. So people think I am, I'm not. I'm the last guy. You <laughs> I'm the last guy to go like. Yes, I'm the last guy. I'm a critic. I'm a but we're supposed to preach the word, tell the truth in good season and bad season. Tell them when you want to and tell them when you don't. Tell them when they want to hear it and tell them when they don't. I don't care. I'm going to tell the truth. I told somebody recently. They were shocked when I told them. I'm anti-religion. They said, what do you mean you're anti-religion? You're a pastor. I'm anti-religion. I stick with what the word of God say. It could anything. This, look, 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 look. People could worship this bottle of water as a religion. Okay? People can worship this box of tissue as a religion. I'm not joking you. People worship money. They worship women. They worship men. They worship all kinds of statues. Anything you can be a religion. I'm interested in the word of God. In fact, check this out. People worship this book and still don't know God. You think I'm kidding me? You think I'm kidding you? Many people will be upset with me because I didn't quote a scripture the way they want to quote it. You didn't cross the tape properly. I don't care if it wasn't cross properly. You must be born again. We got to tell the truth. And now season that God has given us. Let's move on. 
Let's go to Acts 1 and 7. Acts 1 and 7. Acts 1 and 7. I want you to listen to this. It says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. One more time. It is not for you. He said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own hand. In his own power. Thank the Lord he said that. You know why I clap my hands? Because today we got so many false prophets running around saying they know when the Lord is coming back. I know when the Lord is coming back. He's coming back such as that. We had some fool. He was a fool. That named Harold Campion running around telling people that Jesus was coming back and I think it was 2017 or something like the 15 or whatever it was. He did it twice. First, he claimed he missed the calculated of 2012, whatever it was. Um, he quoted that um, uh, he made a mistake the first time he miscalculated the numbers. <laughs> I laughed that one. He came back again, and he knew exactly when it was going to be. So one day I was driving my car. And I seen him out there with signs and everything and all oh, they doing all this stuff. So I pulled up. I drove up alongside him. There was this young guy there. And he came up to me to give me a pamphlet. I didn't need to read the pamphlet because I already know what God's words say. So I told the young man, I said, come here, come here, come here. Listen to me. I said, son, Jesus isn't coming back in July because it was supposed to be in July. I said, he's not coming back in July. You know, the young man said, my family, everybody turned against me because they don't believe me that Jesus is coming back in July. I said, son, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, he's not coming back in July. The Bible made it plain that no man know the hour or the day that the son of man will return because Jesus himself says only the father knows not the angels in heaven and no one else. If anyone come telling you that they know when Jesus Christ has come, they are cursing a false prophet. He was upset. I said, son, go back and tell, repent before your family and tell them you were so sorry and leave this crazy man alone. Jesus isn't coming back in July. I'm telling you at that time, people sold, get, sold everything they had, got rid of all their pensions, sold their houses. When that time came in July, they were homeless with no money. And it was sad to find out that Harold Campion was hanging out in the hotel. He used his credit card to check in when he told everybody to cut, cut up their credit cards. I don't beat around the bush. I'm going to tell you the truth. That's truth. And the sad thing about it, and them people seizing at that time, they believed a lie and caused them to lose out on their future seasons of their pensions, their homes, their credit, their families. What you do in your season has to be based off this word. Amen. Beloved, it has to be based off the word of God. Well, if Harold Campion family want to sue them, let them sue. But I can prove what I say is a fact, not a theory. 
He misled God's people. I can't stand a person to do that. I can't stand that spirit. Misled those people. So this scripture brings us back to, it brings us back to the scripture. Acts 1 and 7. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the time nor the seasons which the Father have put in his own power. Ain't nobody know when Jesus come back. I don't care what no prophet in your country say where you at. I don't care what no priest say, no bishop say, no apostle say, no archbishop, but none of them suckers say. Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back and no man on this earth knows. And I'm so glad that everybody will live like a devil to the moment he can. He ain't coming back till God tells him to step out that door. You better make sure you right with God when it comes. You better be in your season of rightness with God when you're living for God. And I'm so glad we don't know when he's coming back. I hear all these lying prophets talking about they know. The people are so gullible. If they picked up the Bible and read it, they'll find out that no one knows when the Father's sending the Son back. They're trying to pull apart the Bible and all this other stuff. And I, let them have a good time doing it. No man knows what the fathers know, and that's one of the like things I like about God. No man knows what God has in store for you, because the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it unto the hearts of men the thing that God has prepared for them that love him. Do you love God? Do you really love God? Almighty God, do you really love him? Let's move on. Let's go to Galatians 6 and 9. Look at that verse. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let me read it one more time. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. See, there's something you got to understand about that. Okay, look at the verse. I'm going to read it slowly again to you. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't faint in the way. You want your season. Uh, you want to receive your season. You want to enjoy your season. You want to see the fruits of your season. You want to see God move on your season. But you can't faint before. You can't pass out before. You can't faint in a way. You can't be worrying well doing. Make sure what you're doing is well before God. God don't like sin. God don't like corruption and God don't like liars. Mm. God don't like liars. He can't stand a liar. Cannot stand a liar. So if you lie, you need to ask God to deliver you from being a liar. Get right with God. Stay right with God. When I think about this, I'm not to be wary and well doing. I'll tell you, I'll tell you some truth about it. 
Right now, a lot of churches, ministries, they got all this fancy set up and all this other stuff, and they can do different things with their church video and stuff. I have one of the programs, but I haven't been able to get it to work right. So I could post things and have flashing scriptures and all that stuff on the cross. But if I sit there and feel sorry for myself because I haven't been able to accomplish that, I'm going to be wary. I'm going to be discouraged. I'm going to say, I don't want to bother with this no more. I'm going to get myself in trouble with God and lose out all my blessing because I let self get in trouble. That's why he say, don't be weary and well-doing. Do what you're doing and do it well. Do it to the best of your ability before God will God can honor it in your season. Well, God can bless you in your season for what you're doing. Because if you faint, you're not going to receive the reward. If you faint, you will not receive the blessings of God. You won't receive what God has for you. Then that's the most important thing, beloved, receiving what God has for you. I often think about some of the messages that the Lord gives me. I'm like, oh, Lord, who wants to hear this? Not even a But he says, go to well, look at this verse. And let us not be weary and well-doing or in due season. Now, here's the thing. You don't know when and which season. It says in due season. It didn't say what season. So you, got, you, got, you can't get weary. You can't give up. He didn't say what particular season that you were going to reap it back. He didn't tell you that. He said in due season, me, he will. See, the thing about God is you got to understand that he's a keeper of his word. He's not like us. We'll forget. Oh, come on. And we'll forget. We don't forget because we got 6,000 things going on. We may forget. What I like about God, he doesn't forget us. That's, 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 that's really something. God don't forget us. He's not like man. Man forgets you like hotcakes. And run to somebody else. God's not like that. He loves to hear your voice when you call on him. He loves to know that you're walking before him. He can brag on you in due season. You'll reap it if you don't think. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 1 and 3. Don't faint in your season. Psalms 1 and 3. Oh, yes. I hear another song running through my head. I don't know if y'all know this one. I'll sing it for you one minute. One minute. Let me get the scripture there. Oh, yes. I hear the Lord there with that scripture. Ooh, that song. Okay. <clears throat> it says, If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where, where would I be? Mm -mm, mm -mm. He kept my enemy away. He let the sun shine through a cloudy day. And he rocked me in the cradles of his love. Oh, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where. Where would I be? He kept my enemies away. Oh, glory. 
He let the sun shine through a cloudy day. And then he rocked me in the cradles of his love. Oh, God. Oh, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I don't know why the Lord keeps throwing these songs by me. That's a song I heard in about 30 years. I haven't sung it in a long time. Okay, Psalms 1 and 3 says, take a look at that verse. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. And in the leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I'll read it again. That sounds exciting, right? Okay, let me read it one more time. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Oh my gosh. That's gorgeous, delicious, yummy, yummy. The scripture is telling us that we can be a tree. I'm a tree planted by, I don't know if you know about rivers of water. Gotta go take a look. And they're planted, the reason why he's talking about being planted by the river of water, because a tree that's planted by the river of water, they always have moisture. They're always being fed. They're not drying out no time soon. They always have moisture. They always have water to drink. Trees are living. So they're drinking up the water. They're able to right there. And they're strong. They're looking good. They're breathing and drinking up all fresh air. And they're drinking up the delicious water. That a river. And that's how our lives are supposed to be. We're supposed to be drinking up the gospel, the heavenly waters. We're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to drink up the heavenly waters the same way I open this bottle of water each time and take a drink. Somebody said, why do you drink water all the time like that? Because it's ice cold. And it feels so good going down when I drink it. It tastes delicious. Try some ice cold water, you'll think. Make sure it's clean. Go. But this verse says, he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that do what? Bring forth his fruit. That's what God wants us to do. Bring forth fruit in our seasons. In the season that you live, that you bring forth fruit. That you bring forth fruit in your season. That God could bless you. That God could uh, 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 touch your life. And so your life could touch other people's lives. And you bring more fruit in your season. That you can see the results of your work. But you can't faint in the way. You can't faint in the way. Can't faint in the way. So it says here. And he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that bringeth forth in his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he do, whatsoever he do shall prosper. That's what God wants our lives to be prosperous. I'm not talking about the stupid car trash garbage prosperity ministry. Ain't no such thing. They're lying prophets. They're blood suckers. Money homemongers. 
God and cause you to prosper in everything you do. A prosperity preacher can't do that. Amen. Only thing they're going to do is prosper from you giving them your money. Amen. But when you allow God to prosper you, it says that this scripture said, whatsoever you do will prosper. God will bless your hands. God will bless your mouth. So you can prosper. But you got to allow God to help you prosper. You got to allow God to work with you. And the more you try to do it on your own, the more you're going to get your same old stupid results. But when you let God help you prosper, you're going to prosper. And whatever you do, going to prosper. I know that my, whenever I do Bible study or preach, I'm prospering because somebody's receiving the word. I'm prospering in my, my some of the businesses I have. Some I can't. I don't even have time to get to some of the other ones. <laughs> I'm trying to get it, trying to get it. But the whole thing is, God wants to prosper, not some. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. It says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the river of water so he can flow properly and grow properly and bring forth fruit in his season. If you're not growing properly and flowing properly, you can't bring forth your fruit in your season. You can't bring forth your fruit in your season. Amen. You can't bring forth your fruit in your season. But it says something interesting. His leaf also shall not wither. That's what you want. Amen. You may be aging in earthly time, but your spirit is not withering. Amen. Your spirit is too strong. I remember about, uh, I think maybe eight or nine years ago, I was at a convention. And this brother uh, 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 um, was preaching, going to preach. He was 84 years old. And now, normally if somebody said that, uh, the brother that's speaking today is 84 years old. You would have been looking for a man about to fall out dead. This guy got up there with fire. 84. I'm sitting there blown, blown mind blown. I never seen that one. This guy got fire in him. And the man preached totally from wisdom. I was dumbfounded. He even talked about us young preachers about taking care of our wives. So <laughs> he was something else. 84 years old. Next year, he came back and preached again, even 85. I'm going to read the scripture again. I want you to listen to it. Don't let nobody discourage you. It said, He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His life also shall not, his name also shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. Don't let nobody fool you that when you become 70 or 80, you can't do nothing. Let the God that you serve live through you. Preach the gospel till you die and stay in good health. When they when you die. And they're doing an autopsy on you. They're going to find out that this man's in perfect health. God must have just called him home. Hmm? I've heard some preachers just sat in a chair and passed away. And there was nothing wrong with them. They just passed away. It was time to go home. 
They completed their task, and the Lord told them, come on home. Of course, everyone said, don't resurrect me. Like Brother Oliver, Brother Oliver told me years ago, he said, listen, Pastor Wells, if I'm dying, do not let them resurrect me. I'm like, how am I going to tell your family that? He said, that's the rules. You ought to make sure nobody resurrect me. I'm like, how am I going to do that? Ain't nobody resurrected him. That was his, that was his final word. We honored that. I honored that. He also told me a really hard thing. He told me, that's Wells, I want you to look after my wife when I'm gone. It's like he told me this years ago. He died two years ago. He told me this years and years ago. I'm like, why are you asking me something? How am I supposed to do that? But I know I'm always here looking after her. I don't know. God did it work there. You must be some, you must be telling the Lord to deal with me, but I don't know. And she even called me. She calls me Bernie. Bernie, where you at? When you come and die? Oh my goodness, she drives me nuts. If I don't go back, I gotta make sure I go by. She'll be calling me this week. Bernie, where you at? Now, when I last time I went to see her, she got a calendar. Check this out. She has a calendar on the days that I visit. Now I'm like, oh my goodness. Everybody's keeping tabs on me now. <laughs> it's funny. But you bring it forth, fruit in your season. And at one time I thought he was only talking about when you're really young. But that's not what that scripture says. It says in your season. Your season could be when you're 90. You can still be growing strong at night. I'm telling you, it's true. Because I know with Brother Oliver's mother, she was too driving at 92. She just went on to be with the Lord. That's, it's, it's, I'm just telling you. You just die like that. She went on to be with the Lord. She was still driving. I was marveling. She's still driving at 92. Yep. And it was time for her to go home. She went home. He went to be home with, I think, 89. I'm just trying to tell you something. And he wanted me to go live on Sunday before he got home. I did one live Sunday service. That Tuesday he was gone. I, God has a way of working things out. But I'm telling you, in your season, God wants to do these things for you. Let's go on. We got one more scripture. Let's go to Job 5.26 real quick. Job 5.26. All right. Job 5.26 is a unique scripture. Listen to what it said. Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age like a st stock of corn cometh in this season. Isn't that something? He wants you to live. The Bible said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. This is why this verse says here in uh, Job 5.26 says, Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age like a stock of corn cometh in his seed. Oh my gosh, God wants us to come our graves in full age. Not cut off before our time. Not ripped off before our time. But that we came before God and lived 
from the time we learned who he was and accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and lived a godly, clean life. And in a season of our life and living, we did what God predestinated us to do and get done. Paul, the apostle Paul, wasn't 25 when he submit the Lord. He was always a big grown man. But that man, life is totally changed. And he died old man serving the Lord. But the whole thing here I'm saying about y'all today, all of us today, that we got to get it in our head that God wants us to live in our season. And in our season, he wants us to accomplish what he set out for us to do. And in our season, he wants us to be obedient and respectful. Today, kids have no respect because a lot of parents didn't teach them them, and some just don't have no respect at all. They need to be smacking them up. Okay, I'm just telling you what I think. You say, you abuse children? They get disrespectful. I'm going to pop them in their mouth. Just say whatever you want. I don't care. I'm not going to no mess. My mama didn't know. My mama and all the other grown adults when I was a kid didn't take that mess. What? Their backhands back smacked me in a minute. In our season, we should live for God righteously. We should serve God righteously. And don't be hypocritical. If you don't understand some, ask God. If you don't understand something about some scriptures, send me an email. I'll see if I could get it translated. I got a translator with Google, but I can't translate here. But with an email or stuff, I could I translate what you're saying. We have to really let our season come into full being. And we can really receive what God has for us. Nobody knows what's going to transpire the rest of this year. People can predict anything they want. Uh, with the stock market, uh, uh, it drives you crazy if you, you come around. But God wants us to live a certain way. God wants us to be obedient to his word. God wants us to follow what he says. It's, it's something we have to do. We have to serve God righteously. If you truly want to make heaven your home, you have to be right with God, live right with God, talk right with God on a daily basis. That's a fact. That's not a theory. So today, at the closing of this message, my season, we learned that there's a season for every time, for everything. We learned that um, we could cause ourselves to lose out on our season. And we learned, all, we also learned that um, you know, we could be planted by the river of water where we could stay flowing and, and we'll grow properly. <clears throat> and we, we also learned that God wants us to be successful. I'm not talking about money wise. I'm, Money is not success. Money is just a substance. I don't know why all these people teaching that money is money is success. Money is not success. Would you like to have a million dollars? Sure. Who wouldn't want to have a million dollars? But that's not success. If you don't know what to do, what are you going to spend it? You could be successful in your home. You could be a successful person that walks perfectly with God without error. You could be a successful teacher. You could be a 
uh, a sexual floor, floor sweep. Everybody don't know how to sweep the floor. That sounds funny. You could be a successful dishwasher. Everybody don't know how to wash it because sometimes you got to wash them over. I'm just being truthful. We got to be grateful for the season that we're in. If you're a dishwasher, a floor sweeper, a toilet cleaner, be the best there is. Be the very best there is. Pride is always before fall. So be the best you can be in your job. If there's anybody that don't know the Lord is your personal savior today, I want to pray for you. And again, I want to pray for you all that need jobs. Bow your head with me and repeat after me. You know you need salvation and prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to save me, come into my life, and be my Lord and my personal savior. Save me right now. Open my understanding of who you are. Become my Lord and Savior. I believe and accept that you died and rose on the third day. And you're sitting on the right hand of God, the Father. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Now, those of you that need jobs, those of you that are struggling financially, I want to pray for you. But you still got to do what you're supposed to do. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's under the sound of my voice in need of a job. Finances, oh God. I ask you to touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet and show up your kindness, show up your love, and your wonderful works to the sons of men. Oh Lord God, perform your word, oh God. And bless them with jobs that need it. Bless them with finances that need it, oh God. And let them know that you doing it and not nobody else. I thank you for touching their life today. In Jesus' name. And don't forget, those of you the writers, go to Amazon and look for Care for Self. This is my friend book. Not really my friend, it's my sister. It's my sister's book. She wrote this book. I know her well. Oh, she wrote this book. I want you to, if you're a writer, you'll really be helpful to you. Okay, it's called Care for Self, All-in-One Writer's Journey. It's on Amazon. All right. No, she's not giving me no money. She don't even know i telling you about it. I didn't tell her nothing. I'm just telling you because I got the book this morning. And I want to let you know about it. I didn't let you know about her other book. I got the uh, a couple of years ago. But um, anyway, it's a nice book. Y'all may help you out. Okay, now, um, Wednesday Bible study, 8.15. If you can't make Bible study, but I really would like some of y'all to email me and let me know how you're doing. Um, we can try to figure out the uh, those of you from other countries, we can figure out how to do the translation. But let us know. You can email me directly at we care at the tabernacle of deliverance, inc.org. That's we care at tabernacle of deliverance, inc.org. You can visit the website, tabernaclederanceinc.org, and you can leave a prayer request, testimony. You can become a partner. Uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday nights, you can pick the pool, pull the Bible study off to go along with us. I'll see you on Wednesday. Remember, this is your season.